Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 82, The Husband Manual. On our wedding day, many of us come to our marriage with expectations, our book of instructions for our husband about the kind of husband he's supposed to be, what he's supposed to think, do, and say. I call it the husband manual. We have a chapter on how he's supposed to help out with household chores how he should just know when we need him to step in and take over doing the dishes, picking up the toys, doing the wash, or mopping the floor. We have a chapter on what kind of father he's expected to be and what his interaction with our children should be. Never lose his patience or his temper. Never disobey mom rules. You all know what I mean by that, right? And always be in the mood to play catch or spend his relaxing time proofreading an English essay. He should know how much affection and intimacy he can expect from us. And maybe he should have the gift of reading our minds about when we're ready for intimacy. Our husband manual has instructions about how he should communicate with us, how he should be respectful and considerate and compassionate with our dreams and our worries. And the personal development road he's expected to be on and the way he should handle stress. There were instructions in there about making the bed, picking up his clothes, doing his wash, cleaning, and putting away his own dishes. And there were clear rules about not resorting to alcohol, pornography, surfing on the phone, or video game playing. Our husband Manuel probably had instructions about how he was supposed to work and what he should tell his boss when we didn't want him working so much, and how to handle relationships with women at work who don't honor boundaries. There was probably a chapter in there about how to read our minds, navigate our hormones, know when to apologize, acknowledge that our job as wife and mother was way more difficult than his job as husband-father-provider, And there was certainly a chapter about money, how to make enough without taking away from the family too much, how to be fiscally responsible, and make sure that our story and beliefs about money are respected and fulfilled. But our husband Manuel didn't take into account that he came to our marriage as we did. With our faults, failings, our lack of virtues, and his own set of expectations for us, his wife. How we would behave towards him and in our role of keeping the home and raising the children with him. He also had a manual, the wife manual. The problems in a marriage come when the information in the manuals are different. The number one problem in any relationship comes down to expectations. I remember one Saturday not too long ago when Michael and I were getting ready for company to come over that evening. 
I had asked Michael to do a couple cleaning tasks while I was busy preparing the food and setting the table and doing the other cleaning tasks. He was finished with the tasks, and I commented, probably in an overwhelmed, sarcastic tone, that there were so many other things to do. And he looked at me and simply said, all you have to do is ask. I thought, how can you not see? Which immediately brought feelings of anger and resentment that I was doing so much and he wasn't. And he was oblivious to all that needed to be done. I could have also gone down the road of, well, why didn't you ask what you could do? And then we'd both be angry and resentful and ready for a really fun time with our guests. But I was able to put the brakes on my thoughts. Instead of the sarcastic, resentful, angry thought, I chose a thought that served me well. Okay, I'll ask him. It made me feel empowered and peaceful rather than angry. And I did ask him to do a number of things. And he did everything I asked him to do. Taking our circumstance and choosing a thought that is positive and brings us the results we want is easy. It really is. It can be challenging, of course, when we're talking about very, very serious issues like addictions and infidelity. But the day in and day out decisions that we make can become positive rather than defeated, angry, and resentful. It just takes practice. Practice because our brain is often used to telling us to be negative or angry. Why is it so much easier to be angry? Well, our brain will do what comes easily to us. So if we're in the habit of getting angry or resentful, our brain will offer us those thoughts first. Why don't we just communicate our needs clearly and simply without all the negative emotions? Our relationship with our husband can take on a completely new identity when we choose thoughts about him and our life together that move us towards the life we want, not towards the life we don't want, a life of anger, bitterness, unmet, unresolved needs and resentments. Whether we're talking about our relationship with our husband or our children or our situation at work with co-workers or a boss, we have the power to choose our thoughts rather than be the victim of our circumstances. It's not the circumstances that create our feelings. It's our thoughts about our circumstances. It's what we think about our life our interactions with our spouse or our children. It would have been easy for me to say to Michael, why do I have to tell you what needs to be done to prepare a home for company? Can't you figure that out for yourself? Even when I say that right now, oh my gosh, if he's listening to this, I can, I can feel the anger of him rising up. That would have made both of us angry. And we probably would have canceled the dinner and not spoken to each other for a while. But instead, I deliberately chose the thought, yes, I can just ask him. And again, that left me feeling empowered. So I gave him a list and asked him to do those things while I worked on my own tasks. We got the house clean, the food prepped, and best of all, we both appreciated each other's hard work to prepare for our company. We appreciated each other. 
That could have easily been we resented each other. But because I chose a different thought that gave a positive feeling to both of us, we appreciated each other. No matter what the circumstances are, you have the power to choose your thoughts. Don't be a victim of your circumstances. Don't fall into the lie that your husband is different. One thing I've definitely learned in 37 years of marriage and in coaching others in their marriage is that we all have problems. The marriages that last and are happy are the ones where the spouses deliberately choose their thoughts about how to respond or react instead of those that allow their emotions to rule their behavior. We all have stresses and unmet needs and expectations that are never realized. Your husband has those of you as well. Throw the manuals away. You can't control him any more than he can control you. Eliminate the expectations and seek a more dynamic relationship with your husband, taking him where he is and focusing on how you show up. You've probably heard the phrase, love is a choice. And it is. If you've been married for just a short time, you're probably just going on the fumes of the initial falling in love stage. But there comes a point in your marriage, for some it comes early, for some it just comes later, where you have to make the decision to stay. You have to make the decision to love. It's the choice to commit to the relationship with positivity, a spirit of forgiveness, and a growth mindset to choose our actions that serve and strengthen the marriage bond rather than stress, stretch, or break it. And I know that's not easy. Sometimes, like I said before, when addiction or infidelity is involved, it feels impossible. But knowing how to manage our thoughts, our mindset, about our relationship with our husband is the key to good communication with him and a long-lasting marriage. So the next time you're in conflict with your husband, step back and think, what other thought could I think that will bring about positive feelings so that we can work through this and come out with a result that serves us both? Be deliberate with your thoughts, deliberate with your choices, and committed to loving your husband and working through this relationship of marriage. Take care. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a review, and share with friends. Thank you. Have a great week.